Hey guys, James here, and listen, welcome to the podcast, Business Success by Design. Um, we have been off the air for a little while. Uh, stuff was going on, but I am like delighted, delighted to get back. Now listen, um, today's podcast, we're going to talk about content marketing, and more specifically, education-based marketing. Um, it's something that you all should be doing. And if you're not doing it, you really need to get on board and start doing this stuff, right? It is by far the best, fastest way for you to get your expertise in front of your potential clients, your ideal clients, your prospects, uh, and show them what you got, right? Show them just how much you know, what you can do, uh, and so on. So I thought for this podcast, what I would do a little bit different is maybe do a little bit of training, right? And take you through what we see as being like the seven biggest sins that people make when they're doing content marketing. So uh, if it's okay with you, then, you know, let's just kind of hash on and get this done. So here's the first thing, right? Number one, number one deadly sin, guys, trying to appeal to everyone, right? No going to work. Um, what tends to happen is this, when you look at your marketing and you're putting it out there, the question you have to ask yourself is, who is it that this is going to have an effect on where they look at it and go, oh my God, you're talking about me, right? If it's too broad, too wishy-washy, no one, and I mean no one, is going to look at this and go, holy crap, this individual knows who I am, right? So... What ends up happening is you have this like umbrella, so it's wide enough to cover everybody, but it isn't attractive enough for anyone to want to go under it, right? So here's what we want to do. You really have to think about and imagine in your marketing that you are talking to one person, right? So we always go through one person, one problem, uh, or the power of one. So... What I really want you to do from now on is when you're getting, putting your marketing together, right, when you do it, is think about the one specific person, the one specific problem, and the people who have that specific problem and the people who are your specific person will absolutely feel like that you are the expert, right? They have an expert on this stuff and it's just for me. You're going to get their attention. You're going to captivate them. You're definitely going to hook them. Um, and what we're going to build is what we call rabid attention. And you're going to be able to influence them in that way. So this is one of these things where you're going to resist, right? You're going to be thinking about, well, if I get too specific, I'm going to miss an opportunity or, you know, whatever. Guys, I'm telling you, the more specific you can get, on the person and the problem in your marketing, the better that your marketing is going to be and the, and, and, and the more you're going to get in terms of bang for your buck. So, sin number one, trying to appeal to everybody. You just got to stop it. Um, number two, not understanding your prospects' hot buttons, right? It's... Not under, it's really not understanding your, your, your prospects' hot buttons. It's understanding your prospects' real hot buttons, right? So what it is, 
understanding what really keeps your prospects up at night, right? We, 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 make, we tend to make the mistake, guys, of marketing by gut feel, right? MBGF. You write about the things you think the prospect cares about. But what we do know is that typically the thing that we think the prospect is thinking about isn't the thing the prospect is thinking about. Uh, an example would be, and actually happened in real life, is a coach uh, a little while ago was running a workshop and really getting ready to promote it. Uh, had tried to promote it, really hadn't had much luck, and then sent me the piece to say, look, James, can you take a look at this? You know, I'm putting it out there, but nothing's really happening. Instantly, within about a nanosecond, I looked and I went, yeah, I know what's wrong. And what was wrong was the target market was CEOs. But the workshop was all about work-life balance. Now, I'm not saying that work-life balance isn't something that CEOs think about. But I can tell you it's not what's keeping them up at night. So, we need to make sure, right? We need to make sure that the thing that we're writing about, guys, is actually what's going on. And honestly, the best way for you to find out is pick up the phone. Pick up the phone, talk to past clients, talk to people that you know, ask them the questions, right? People who are in your market, the people that you might want to be dealing with, right? Because you have to get in their head. You've got to get inside their head. You need to be able to have what we call deep empathy. If you can't imagine yourself walking in their shoes, then you're never going to be able to create marketing that really, really talks to them. So identify the right buttons, make the phone calls, figure out, ask the question, what are the top one, two or three things that are keeping you up? That's what you're going to be writing about. All right. Okay, number three, only going for the sale. I can't tell you how many times we see marketing pieces that are designed to educate, but the call to action is like, boom, you know, buy my thing. Or, you know, have a phone call. Now, there's nothing inherently wrong with a call to action that says, hey, book a call. If the person reading your content is someone that you've had some dealings with in the past, or they know you, or you've been marketing to them for a while. But if you're doing education-based marketing to a cold list, a cold audience, that phone call is going to be something you just don't want to do. We need to end, what we want to do is engineer the next step. Right, you want to make sure that whenever they get that thing, that you're already telling them what the next thing is that you need them to do. And it might be, hey, go watch this video, go go on this webinar, or whatever it might be. But you have to think about what it is that you're wanting them to do. Right, so we'll often create a money magnet. We'll create something that gets them uh, an answer to a problem doesn't answer all their problems. It's not designed to answer all their problems, right? But it's going to answer a problem. And when they get that problem, we're going to give them another thing to answer the next problem and so on and so forth, right? So we want to take this two-step marketing approach where we start to build the trust and the confidence. Now, again, this is where segmenting your audience and knowing who your audience is and knowing who is taking what really comes into its own because you're going to design that next step based on who your audience is. All right? So 
you want to you, you're going to have a mix of what we call hard and soft offers now a hard offer is certainly going to be hey come book a call and we do it all the time right we do it right at the back of your webinar we're saying hey here's the offer book a call we're going to spend you know 30 minutes together we're going to look at these four things boom but typically people coming on the webinar have enough confidence in you to want to go and spend you know 45 50 minutes maybe even longer but a cold audience isn't going to do that right they're looking at everything as risk and reward how much risk am i taking and what's the reward for getting it and Low risk is definitely going to be, hey, I give, give you my name and my email, and I get a thing. High risk is, hey, book a call. Because in their mind, guys, all they're thinking about, this is a sales call. So, think about two-step two marketing. Think about who the audience is. Think about hard and soft offers, all right, depending on who is taking the thing in the first place. All right, so that's three. Number four. <laughs> unintentionally suppressing response what the hell does that mean um look you're putting good stuff out there you're putting a lot of work into your magnets you're putting a lot of work into your pages and doing all this kind of good stuff and then what you do is you create a way for me to interact that actually puts me off wanting to interact one of the simplest things is probably Asking for a phone number, right? So, hey, name, email, phone number, whatever. I want to be very clear about this, guys. There's going to be times where you want to do this, especially if you're getting close to the bottom of the funnel. At the top of the funnel, we don't give a crap about your phone number, right? At the top of the funnel, it's like get them in. But as they move further and further down your funnel, then, yeah, we may want to get a phone number. We may want to ask them information about their business. How big it is, what their revenue streams are, do they have employees, right? We may want to do that at some point. What you have to be very careful about, though, is suppressing that response too early in your process. Now, again, other people are going to say, no, you want to do this right at the beginning. You don't want people coming into your list that may not be suitable. That's fine. We're always going to create steps or gatekeepers in the process to start weeding people out you're going to do that anyway just as a matter of course but don't don't stop people getting in unintentionally so take a look at what are you asking for is it easy is it an easy process is it just a name and an email do i have to make multiple clicks to get to the point to give you the information so we want to make this as easy as humanly possible for our people to come in right and make it really safe for them to make that response, right? To respond back to us. All right. <laughs> you getting this? Okay. Deadly sin number five. Too much or too little content. All right. So this is a little bit subjective. Not going to lie. Um, but we, we have to watch that we don't give people too much stuff and then hope they've actually got enough time to digest it. Because the reality is, is that most people aren't going to read anything that you put out there. right? They're not going to open your shit. For the most part, best intentions right, is that they're going to you know, they're, they're, they're go get your thing and they're going to keep it there 
right? And then they're not going to look at it. So, if you give something that's like 55 pages, the chances are they're not going to look at that, right? You've got to understand that our job is to understand what people need and then just give them enough to satisfy that need. No more, no less, right? Um, as we say, like, tell them what they need to know, but not everything that you know, right? And listen, I get it. If you're a coach, especially if you're a coach, right, it's your, your propensity is to try and give people as much help, as much information as we possibly can. But in reality, we're actually doing them a disservice because they'll see that it's too much effort. They're not going to do anything. They won't read it. They won't look at it. They won't watch the video. So we want to make sure, and you want to look at, engage for yourself. Is this way more than they need at this point? Or am I giving them not enough for them to actually be able to do anything? Like take that next step. Um, and I, I, I guess, guys, only you can really ask can, can answer that question, right? You're going to know. You're going to know by looking at your stuff, right? Am I giving them away too much, or is it, you know, is it too little? Um, one of the things that you can do, right? And I've seen this done before. Is if it's something that is kind of text heavy, is actually at the beginning ask the question, hey, if you're already at a certain stage, you can jump past the next five, ten pages and go to page, you know, go to page nine, go to page twelve. You don't need to read all this stuff at the beginning. You can just jump ahead, go to page twelve. And, you know, that allows people then to realize that, hey, I don't need to read everything to get the result. So, if it is a fairly lengthy document, Break it up and then ask people the question. If you already know this, this, and this, go here. If you know that and that, go here. Right? Don't make them read the whole damn thing if they don't have to. So that's number five. Number six is not having a clear next step. Guys, hate to say it. The people that you're putting stuff out out to haven't the foggiest idea about what you want them to do next. Unless you tell them, right? We want to make it clear. So, you know, we, we see this so much. Where, and I've done it, right? I've been out and I've, I've seen something and I like and I go and I download it. And I get an email saying, here's your thing. And then that's it. Like, there's nothing happens. Um, so, you need to give people information. you got to tell them what you want them to do. Never assume the prospect knows what you want them to do. So one of the big things that we've we've started doing that has been working incredibly well, for instance, is um, on our webinars. Now, in our webinar, the offer at the end of any of our webinars, we, we never sell anything. Our offer is always, hey, if you like this but you want to do a deeper dive, let's book a call. We'll get 30 minutes on the phone and we'll work through these four things, right? That's what we offer at the end of the webinar. But what we do is when you register for the webinar, the thank you page is a video and my calendar. And on the video saying, hey, listen, great, you're registered for the webinar. This is amazing. I'm looking forward to seeing you there. But listen, the end of the webinar, I'm going to offer you a chance to have a call. And there's only going to be five slots. You can actually book a call right now. You don't have to wait for the webinar. 
you can book a call right now, watch the webinar, but know you've already got one of those slots. And what we find is we find that those five slots will typically get booked before the webinar's even shown. It's insane. But that's my point about having that next clear step. Tell them what you want them to do, right? Tell them what you want them to do, guys. Uh, it's, it's amazing just how many people believe that your prospect already knows what they should do. Um, so that's six. Number seven, last one, guys. Number seven, follow-up failure, right? Again, you do all this work. You build your lead magnet. You do all this stuff. Someone comes and gets your thing, and then crickets, nothing, right? They're, they just got your thing, and that's it. You're not following up with them. Um, so we want to make sure, right? Now, we've started doing a lot of this through direct message. That's what we've started doing, and it's, again, working really, really well. We want to make sure that anyone who takes an action on our stuff, that we have a system to follow up. What I would advise you to do first is actually map out and build out your follow-up system before you put anything into the market. Right? We see again, we see this all the time. People just, hey, I've got a thing, I'm going to start throwing it into groups or emailing and and they don't have any way of following up. Suddenly they find they've got, you know, 125 leads of people that just got their thing, but they're fighting to try and figure out how to follow up with them. And now these people are sitting in limbo, right? And there's this little thing. It's called the law of diminishing intent. The law of diminishing intent. Basically what that means is, the longer you leave it to follow up, the less inclined anyone is going to care. So when we get anything, we're we're full of intention, right? Our first intent is we're going to get that thing and read it, or we're going to we're going to get that video, we're going to watch it. But if we don't do anything at that time, the chances of us coming back to it to take that action gets less and less and less and less over time until eventually we forget we've even got it, right? How many of you on this have actually done that? Forgot you actually downloaded something. So we want to make sure that the follow-up system is already in place before we do anything into the marketplace. Because the minute someone takes our thing within like a short period of time, and I'm talking 24 hours, they've already got a follow-up saying, hey, you've got the thing, that's awesome. Have you watched it yet? Have you read it yet? Is there anything else that you need? By the way, if you want to go book a call, go book a call. Or, hey, that thing you just downloaded, by the way, there's actually a training that goes along with that, that if you want to get hold of it, just ping me back and let me know and I'll send you a link and you can go watch the training. We have to have the follow-up all in place. So there you go, guys. That's your seven deadly sins, right? Seven of them. Seven from trying to be everything to everyone, not, un- not understanding your prospects' hot buttons, the real hot buttons. Only going after the sale, right? Stop it. You're going on a date. You want to try and get them into bed on the first date, right? We're going, we're going to nurture them a little bit. We're going to give them some love, some attention, all right, before we do any of that stuff. 
unintentionally suppressing the response. Make sure you're making it easy for them to give you the information. Don't make it hard. Sure, you can make it harder later on in the process, and that's okay. Right? That's okay. Giving them too much or too little content. You've got to make that judgment. Alright? You have to make that judgment. Remember, give them what they need, not everything that you know. Not having a clear next step. You've got to have a clear next step, guys. Don't assume they're going to know what to do next. You've got to tell them. You've got to tell them what you want them to do. And then have a system for follow-up. Right? Don't launch anything into the market until you have a system for following up. All right? Follow that. Right? Look at those. See if any of those apply to you. Look at what you're doing. And if they are, get fixing them. All right? Go and get them fixed. So that was fun. So that's it. Right? Seven deadly sins of education-based marketing. Hey, listen. We've all done some of them. We've all done some of them. Yours truly included. Um, which is why I thought we'd put it together, right? Just to uh, kind of get you thinking a little bit. So, guys, listen. First one back in a while. I'm glad to be back. Uh, more to come. But um, if you need anything, Jay Lawson at impactbizllc.com. You can also go and ask to join our private Facebook group, Business Success by Design. Uh, find us on Facebook. Come and join us. Right, we do trainings every single week. This is not a peer-driven Facebook group. Right, we're not looking. For, we're not looking at you guys to, to to drive it. I drive it. I am in there every single day and every week. We do trainings on one thing: how to build your business and get clients. That's it. So we do. All right. So guys, thanks again for tuning in. Hopefully, you found this useful. Feel free to leave comments, and uh, yeah, we'll talk to you very very soon. All right, guys. Take care.